Hello, welcome to Christina Unfiltered. Today, we will be talking about unconventional ways to prosper in hard times. And so I was thinking of different nouns to use, or is it adjectives? It's 10.09 p.m. I'm not going to be using perfect literary terms today. So I think, I think it's verbs. Wow, see, even somebody uh, that went to higher education, I still have my moments, see? I guess that's just an intro, one thing to embrace because I used to monitor what I say so, so much because of a lot of ridicule I've had in life and I think everybody has people judgmentally looking at them because we all have our strengths and weaknesses and no matter what you're going through, that's going to affect things you say and all that. And so I guess just the intro of this is if people ever look at you judgingly, you just say right back, we all have our strengths and weaknesses and I don't appreciate the ridicule, anything like that. That's the kind of thing I do and it makes me get through hard times. So I hate cliches as anybody might know about me so I thought I would just say the unique things I do when I'm going through something and I am in recovery mode because a promise in life is we live in imperfect world that a world where I, I choose to use the term evil because people might say oh Christina you're so dramatic but just think about it evil exists because people murder without remorse people do horrific things without remorse so i'm just going to be speaking today as though evil exists because that's just what i think so we live in a world where evil exists and especially if you're someone who has goals or you're a good person or anything you're going to be more prone to push back And so it's pretty much if you're a good person, it's a guarantee you'll go through anything that might make life more difficult, but there's things that you can do to make it a little better. So I'll just tell you guys what's been going on because I was pretty consistent with posting these episodes because you know how much I love to talk to you guys. But first, yeah, so I just want to give a complete... Uh, narration of what's been going on and what I've been doing and the things that I just do in general when there's stuff attacking me or just things going on. So first I had a procedure. If you watched one of my addiction episodes, I said I just got, what's it called? Anesthesia basically in my ass cheeks. And so I had a part two of that. And so I was just recovering from it. And then after recovering, I was taking perks, aka Percocets. One time I really thought about making an episode of all the drugs I've done, you know, legal drugs. So I'll just give you a list right now. I took Vicodin because of my nose job, Oxy because of the two deaths I had, and now Perks. And by the way, perks, what they did, what it did to me, I never really got side effects from the other ones, but I just thought about how people, I heard that some people took Percocets before prom. I have no idea why someone would want to do that because 
So I guess just when I'm in these out of it times, I realize when I'm doing something weird AF, like everybody gets pimples sometimes, I'm pretty sure. Like I was always jealous of people with Accutane that like took Accutane, even though it seems to cause like suicidal thoughts and extremely dry everything. But yeah, I was always jealous of Accutane people, but like when you're on such a strong pain medication, it makes you feel less pain. So I was popping my pimples and I realized this is drawing more blood than usual. And I thought, oh, it's because it doesn't hurt. And so I stopped. And so I guess I just stop myself when I'm doing weird things. But also I don't judge myself because I think of all the factors that may have caused the regret that just happened. So sorry if this episode seems so random, but that's really what I want to do to show that you can do creative things to feel much better. Okay, so yeah, basically some people do the procedure I do and they get right into work that same day or anything. But for me, the reason I was able to include this bullet point that I just came up with in like unusual things to feel better and to prosper when there is these inevitable things happening like a procedure that you have to do to be the best physical health you can be. I don't follow the advice. Like, you know, they say a range like, oh, you might be better in one day to seven. Well, I'm just going to, since I went, you, you just think about what you just went through. Is it something that you didn't choose that you deserve to be a little spoiled about? And so I take the full seven days to go easy on myself, you know, like putting work and school is not worth like, okay, so say you went through something difficult, you shouldn't treat yourself like you're you, you should treat yourself like you would treat a little baby, <laughs> something like that. I just, that's just like a silly way to put it. So basically... I didn't go to class that day. I didn't go to class the next day. I just let myself sleep, lie in bed, do my favorite things, eat my favorite foods. And I just think that that's the best way to do anything. Like for example, even a breakup. I I just think of one of the splits I had and I just was crying all day long. And so I thought, hmm, didn't sleep. Uh, I'm completely dehydrated by the gallons of tears I just cried. I think it's okay if I don't go to my block class because I won't pay attention anyway. Like you just see the costs and benefits of things. And when you're going through a hard time, I people say, oh, push yourself. You'll feel better when you go through the motions. But the motions are useless if it's caught. It's like you're going to take things out of yourself when you are in a place where you should replenish yourself. So whether you just had a breakup or anything that really caused you to be upset, maybe just take one break. Like don't do something one day and see how it can like it when you do a timeout, it really speeds things up. And so something I wanted to say, which, okay, when I'm editing these things, I don't always want to say like the boring things first. So there is like very practical advice I'm going to give, but maybe I'll save it for later because if you know me, you know that I never save the best for last. I always 
do uh, my favorite things first because when you do that, you come up with cool things as you go. So then it's like everything becomes my favorite. So just so you know. So I did a bunch of tabs in my favorite book of advice. And so I just wanted to read it to you guys because that really, this book here is like the key to rejuvenating me, making me feel at peace whenever I'm going through anything. So I'll tell you a little more about the book later, but maybe I can leave it as a little mystery. So yeah, I did little pink tabs to tell you guys about my little secrets. So this is a passage about adversity. And so this book, it it lists the different topics. And whenever I'm going through whatever it is, I'll read the advice on it. So this question arises, is there any way I can avoid trouble and adversity? This is just basically what I was talking about before, but it just gives you more advice that's more particular and good to read about. So it says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And just something practical, practical about that is I think about the times where it felt like my life was over and that I just remember how upset I was in these times because I told you guys that, like this year has been a year where I've really found peace and so this was before I found that peace. So let's see. Oh, okay. This relates to like my court case video, my litigation video, but I'll just say a tough time was when I lost someone that I thought would be in my life forever because that's how I am when I have my friends because I'm from a town where we call it, okay, this is going to be so controversial, but just say Cheddo. I'm not going to say why, but that's, I guess that's like a little inside joke if you're from there. Basically, when you're friends with those peoples, when you're friends with those people, it's friends for life. So that's just what I thought everyone was like, but I've learned with time that just because you're one way doesn't mean that others are that way. So I've really accepted that people are in your life most people are in your life for a season and that the people that stay with you it's it's not the norm it's extremely valuable and special and so that's how I look at it today and so it's true like when these horrific things happen to you like when I was in a bad relationship and I had to do a restraining order so that if like, this is, was my mindset. If anything bad happened to me, then people would know who it was. And then also, it's like when you do anything to stand up for yourself, like, say you fail even after standing up with yourself. The outcome isn't how you like that action of saying, hey, don't mess with me. Like, even if they've already messed with you, it doesn't matter how long you wait. But the second you stand up for yourself... It just gives you self-respect and you're like, wow, I really did that. And so what I mean by that is giving you endurances. So then when level two came and it was like five people against one, then I thought, I've done this before. I've lost people before. The people I loved have turned against me before. And now this time felt like the hardest time, but 
I already knew how to do it the first time. And so that's why the endurance was able to increase. Like if I hadn't gone through the first issue, I wouldn't have been strong enough for the second issue. And then the third issue came where there was like revenge against me. And so the that's why the second time was valuable to me because then I was able to rise above the third time. So I hope that that was relatable or helpful, but I just thought it showed why it's an opportunity for joy because now I look back on those times and it's just like it wasn't through me that I was able to accomplish those things. I saw that even when people leave, some people will come to help you, whether it's because it's their employment, career, or because it's just your family feeling like, so another thing I want to say is when you're going through something, because maybe we can move on to the next strategy that I want to tell you about. And wow, I'm totally getting triggered by the way my room looks right now, but I thought I would make this like an imperfect episode. And so the next thing I want to say is tell everyone you know you're going through a rough time. Isn't that something that doesn't make any sense? Well, I'll tell you something. So I had a horrible anxiety attack tonight because I got some horrific text messages, okay? Just imagine like the most horrific text messages possible. And it's the kind of type where you say, okay, I'm busy right now. I can't talk right now. And then the the person who has special social skills don't stop sending and then it's like the way I used to deal with that kind of thing in life was I used to just block them but now I've learned to not run away from my problems see it's like each step you can see it as a level up a new challenge that isn't so challenging when you learn the lessons from the past saying I've dealt with something like this before This is just the next step that will propel me to where I'm supposed to be. Because if you didn't go through those things, you'd be too weak and clueless to deal with the things that will bring you towards your dreams. So I was in complete anxiety attack mode. And something that happens when I'm having a panic attack is I'm overwhelmed. And I think this happens to a lot of people. This is why people have like 200 unread messages because they just don't want to deal with any sort of like outside stimulation or people trying to demand their time. And something that I do instead of just like ignoring people or leaving them on read is I opened every single message. And then once I kind of... uh I was still anxious, but it might have been 10 minutes after the total blackout of emotion. I just said, well, sometimes I just say something super short. Okay, I just thought of example. Like I said, oh, in a panic attack, I'll talk to you later. And if you say anything vulnerable like that, like people understand. And it's such a relief to know that you don't need to answer them. And you know that you're doing a good thing because it's so anxiety provoking for the other person when they think, oh, why didn't this person answer me? And then one time I was talking to my therapist because she's the reason I'm like, that I'm like this, that I'm able to, like one day I do believe that I'll be able to completely deliver myself from anxiety because there's really no negativity that you can't get rid of is what I believe. It's like outside negativity you can't, 
but the demons inside of you, you can eventually overcome them is what I believe. I once asked her like, oh, it kind of, it's kind of disappointing that this person used to answer me like quicker and now they kind of take as long as I did. And she just said like, yeah, some people will end up copying what you do. And like, isn't it so nice when you text someone and they really are a quick answer? Well, I thought that this kind of combated it. You just recognize, you just acknowledge the person and then that will always keep a respect between you two. And that's just something that also is like really, really eases anxiety. And if you delegate tasks to others, that also is, oh my gosh, I might have been 500% in a horrible place. Well, it went down to 20% when I, so something I don't like to do is make travel plans when I have all these other things to deal with because I'm terrible with dates and I'm terrible with boring tasks. So I just told my mom, mom, I just had to deal with harassment. I just had to deal with uh just like a school presentation and I just the past few days when she had just been reminding me to get plane tickets to come home to Connecticut I said yes putting that on my task list today but when the things the issues the immediate things that I had to deal with came to my attention I just thought I have no energy and mental health to do this and so then it's like you can get back to the person who's like demanding something from you and ask them to help you because if they want it accomplished, then they'll help you, you know? So that's just like tiny advice that I think is good. And so, yeah, just reply to people and say, can't talk right now, but I'll get back to you. Like you won't know how much of a weight off your shoulders that will be, but it's like, my family taught me that and I'll never look back because it's just like facing your fears, but you don't have to do anything. It's like, I love a good uh, cheat sheet. Okay, so we can remove that. Okay, so I was talking about evil, so we can go to the chapter on evil. So this question that's being answered says, how can I combat and confront evil? And one thing to think about is just the power that is in you is greater than the spirit, the evil who lives in the world. So if you just remember that if you're a good person with good intentions, then there are just outside forces that will be helping you. And I just guarantee you that those people that are helping you the knowledge that you are in the right, that just means that you'll be winning these battles because you're never fighting against the evil alone. There will always be people that come to you or I just believe that good wins. So just remember that you are stronger than anything that's coming against you because if something's negative, if there's a negative person, or just a challenge that seems impossible, that challenge is there to make you better. And then if there's an evil person, they're beneath you because happy people that are accomplished in life will not have the time or energy to 
F with you. I'm trying to swear less, so that's just what I'm saying. So, the next question just says, It often seems that evil is winning. How can this really be? And just uh, similar to what I said before, it just says, Here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because, you know, all the people that have prospered in the world, they have gotten through it, and that's just your confirmation that so will you. This next section is about rest because there's also a section on burnout, but I jumped to R. So this question just says, why do I feel so tired? Okay, so there's two important passages. So why do I feel so tired? Advice says, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. And then the explanation for that under the quote just says, We get tired when we are trying too hard for something that isn't worth it. And something I think about is even if you are someone who's like me that does, it's like I'm both going for my passion and and it just happens to be like a lucrative career. Well, my first my first year of law school, it's called a 1L. I would have done anything to get a job at, I'll just say like a law firm, like at Skadden, aka like big law. That's where you get like $4,000 a week when you're still a law student. And you know, you're promised like $215,000 right after law school. Okay, and then I realized when I stopped trying so hard, those things came, like, money came so much more easily when that wasn't the ultimate goal, when the ultimate goal was more, was, like, more of a 360 view of what's actually important in life, just that aspect you realize that it's just like a cherry on top, that it's not actually that important, that it becomes less devastating if there's any pauses in success. And it's just like I was concerned and focusing on other things like health, my family, my friends, and actually being human, that just once I actually got rest, I was more productive, better able to, it's like you have an interview, you need to kind of be charismatic. You're not really going to be charismatic when you sit there and say, yeah, all I do is study and apply to jobs. It's like you need to have life in your eyes. What else I want to talk about is another reason that you might be so tired is besides having goals that don't matter as much, like only focusing on the things that aren't actually that important. Also, because there's this quote that says, I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have got and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. So I really want to try to keep this not cliche, but this probably is too important to leave out. Please don't skip meals. It's, and I can like add sleep to this. Oh gosh, I'm getting tired now. So maybe I need to set a good example and go to bed. 
we can just make this like a short episode uh we'll just say this is like part one out of 20 because there's so many important things to say but i'm tired af and i actually have decided to follow my own advice so follow your own advice because then you'll actually be happy i love you so much and appreciate you so much for listening have an amazing night morning afternoon and life much love